is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What exactly is it that we do here? Get the people. Jalen Rose, it's always good when the great matchups become great games, and that is what happened last night in Milwaukee between the Heat and the Bucks, two teams that have eliminated each other from the playoffs the last two seasons. It was this jump ball secured by Drew Holiday, who just casually dribbled it up, took it to the left, bullied his man, and then went over Bam for the game winner. Jalen, what do you think about this play and this performance from Milwaukee? I know you old and washed up, Jacoby, but that's the kind of move that Ashtray from Euphoria would do. He just bullied his way in there. And that was a big guard move, definitely. And there's some people that feel like that may or may not be a charge. Weight room, two words, weight room. And also, you have to judge the opponent. And the Miami Heat is somebody that I always pride in their physicality, right? I acknowledge them as being the Miami Mafia. So when you play with that overtone of physicality also, in return, you may not get that call right there. There is a different call that Eric Spolster wanted, and that was a sideline out of bounds when he threw it up to Jimmy, and he and Giannis were contesting for the ball, and Jimmy fell down, and they didn't call it, which led to that. And I understand how that could have been called the foul, but for Drew Holiday, I think that was a good shot. He went strong, he knocked it down, and the Miami Heat lost the game really within the last five and a half, six minutes or so. Yeah, the Heat had a pretty good lead, but then it started, they started to build back and build back. And there's one key possession where Middleton, after turnover, hit a three. And it really was a true team effort from the Bucs. It wasn't a true Giannis brilliant performance, but Middleton was getting buckets last night like he did in the playoffs a few times. Middleton always gets buckets. As a matter of fact, this is the only time all year. Hold, wait, wait, wait. You, you hear those footsteps? You hear that? The Bucks are coming. The like Bucks Denny are coming. The Butcher. Like the Bucks Denny are coming. The, the Bucks are coming. The only time this year their big three have had 25 in a basketball game, Jacoby, mm. is this one. Mm. The only time. The only time. Shout out to Bobby Portis, who've been giving them great minutes all year. But again, for a Middleton to continue to find ways to ascend as being the second best player on the championship caliber team. And when you look at Giannis's number, I want y'all to make sure y'all pay attention to this. They look just like Joel Embiid's. Yep. The difference is he does this every year, so sometimes it's easy to take it for granted. They look just like his MVP seasons. They look like just like Joel Embiid's, and it'll be a jockeying for position in the Eastern Conference that won't just determine playoff matchups, but might determine the MVP. Because when you look at the Eastern Conference standings, these two teams are in a good spot. However, there's a lot of there's a lot of tight teams between one through six, and I think this is going to be not just an interesting playoffs because we know it's going to be great playoffs, but it's going to be really interesting to see if the Cavs fall down. If the, if the Sixers can catch the Bulls, there's a lot going on that makes the end of this season so exciting. But one thing I have to point out, Tyler Hero. Some of it love about him, Jalen. Some of it love about <laughs> Tyler Hero. He had a great game. He put in 30 points, but there was no Kyle Lowry available for the Heat, and that mean the Hero had to take the ball up. And it was so rude of, of the Milwaukee defenders, the way that they were just, like, pressuring him from the entire way. Wes Matthews steals the ball from him, poking it away all the time. Like, they really got after Hero. And this turnover here is really what turned the game for them because you'll see Middleton just walk into this three, which made it a one-point game, which eventually led to that game winner. 
Such a great game. I loved it from start to finish. Can't say the same for the Sixers' third game with James Harden. Except this time the Knicks had a lead, but the whole time watching their lead, we all know what was going to happen. Eventually, the big man was going to take over. So let me just make sure we're on the same page. Are we are we bing bonging these Knicks still? No. Or is that um, retired? We've been gone. It would bing okay. gone. It's not big bong. So are we going to complain about the Knicks and their lottery We're not going to talk about the Knicks. We're going to talk about gotcha. the big three being gotcha. together Let's do that. Okay, for cool. so, the 76ers. And so for you, Richard, you brought up the MVP race. A lot of that's going to have to do with standings. If mm -hmm. DeMar DeRozan has a better record than Joel Embiid and Giannis, I feel like he may win the award. No that chance. That being said, the big three of Philly have been terrific. And James Harden's court sense and also his playmaking ability has been a common influence on their squad. He and Joel and B working seamlessly together. But the beneficiary to all of this, Tyrese Maxey, our guy. Mm -hmm. And he's somebody we've had on the show. He's somebody that we felt like had major potential in the NBA. And now all of a sudden with this big three, he's really just gone to a different level. An array of shots off the dribble, late in the shot clock, in transition, for two, for three, getting to the free throw line. Like, for this 21-year-old player to already be performing at this level, the sky's going to be the limit for him as the third member of their big three. And when you look at these highlights, like he's just so quick and so strong, and he can shoot and he can play make. I mean, look at that. Like, like that, is, that is an impossible shot. It looks like Steph Curry there. And there was some question about, well, if Maxie, if, if James Harden comes in, does that mean we're going to get less from Maxie? But the opposite has happened, and why? Because they they both get a chance to share ball handling responsibilities. And, and the thing about Harden's game is, you know, when we watch Luka, we acknowledge how he doesn't allow the defense to quote-unquote speed him up. Mm -hmm. That's what James Harden does. He's a master at that. I've called him the most unique weapon the, off the NBA has seen because no other player is going to lead the league in total points, total assists, total free throws, and total threes made. He's done that. And that won't happen at the point of anyone else's career. And so for James to now have Maxi is like a salt and pepper, like a yin and yang. Somebody he can advance the ball to and he can be a blur. Harden is going to need eight, nine, ten dribbles to warm yep. it up. He's the oven. Tyrese Maxi is the microwave. I love you see it. what I mean? And so that's why Maxi is going to continue to be able to thrive. And then a youthful enthusiasm and humility. So Thibault doesn't want to shoot the ball. He wants to lock down and play defense. And mm -hmm. you saw the post game. They were sitting up. Uh, Maxie was sitting next to Joel. And they said, hey, what got you going? And I think he scored 21. Harden scored 19 in the first half. Maxie scored 21 in the second half. He says Harden looked at him and asked him, was he going to play today? And so a lot of things <laughs> stood out to me in that. But here's the number one thing that stood out to me that he's not, quote-unquote, going to be a threat to MB and James Harden. He ain't going to be trying to go get on a private plane with Michael Rubin and Meek Mill. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like he's going to have his own lane. He's going to be TikToking. He's going to be NFTing. He's just going to be doing some stuff they're not doing. And so based on that and his productivity since James Harden has joined the team, it has been incredible to see what that big three has been able to accomplish over these past few games. Absolutely. Now, the big three on paper by the roster and the salaries is supposed to be Tobias Harris, James Harden, and Joel Embiid. But some tells me Tobias, Maxi, Harden, 
Embiid, that's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And the playoffs are happening right now because we showed you the Eastern Conference standings. Like, everything is so tight that every game has that playoff intensity as we saw last night. Now, Jalen, something happened at this game that was more impressive than any highlight we've already shown you. And for that, you and I need to review the, the video and go to the table. What John Morant did on the basketball court the other night was pretty impressive, but this is more <laughs> impressive. From outside the court, from out of bounds, no warm-up, in street close, Meek Mill hits like a 40-footer. Jalen, you can give me 15 tries, I might not even hit one. What do you think of this from Meek? Here's the impressive thing about these videos. Number one, he's wearing a hat. Two, he's wearing mm -hmm. a jacket. Three, mm -hmm. he's wearing ice. And also, he's it. wearing wrist wear. And so for him to step up with his lace-ups, and those ain't the largest jeans ever. You see what I mean? It's <laughs> a you lot working against him there. You know what I'm saying? But he'll step up and knock it down Steph Curry style on one try. Now, you know what? That look like Steph Curry. You know what? That's Steph Curry right there. Trey Young. But look at Shout You've got 20,000 people looking at you. You're wearing a hat forward, which I could never shoot a basketball. You said a jacket is not the biggest. That's not a triple XL jacket either. And you brought the most important point. All the jewelry on the wrist. Like, if, if you, if you even just the 20,000 people watching me alone, I would probably have a panic attack and run through the tunnel after missing twice. Like, this is one of the most impressive things that I've seen this NBA season. Meek Mill. We at Jalen and Jacoby salute you for your jump shot. Moving on to another game. This time it was the Pelicans against the Kings. Now, the Pelicans, that's right. Pelican you always fly. like to say it. Say it. <laughs> Jalen loves to see the Pelicans fly. fly. The Pelicans have been flying lately, and this Pelican was flying the highest. 33 points, 24 in the first half for Brandon Ingram. What do you think about how McCollum has been brought into the fold in New Orleans? Well, he creates another ball. He, he brings another ball handler, a 25-point score, and an efficient player, too. He's mm -hmm. not just getting those numbers. Like, he's searching and seeking and finding his spots, and he's knocking it down and being effective. And Brandon Ingram continues to work the game. They like to get him on that right side in isolation situations. He's done a better job of cutting. He's also done a better job of passing out of the double teams. Valanchunas has been giving him good minutes down low. And as you mentioned, um, and so, like, uh, C.J. McCollum. And so, again, Willie Green, if they can get Zion to be a healthy performer for this squad, oh, I like Jaylen. the young core that the Pelicans are putting Jaylen. together. We've got McCollum, Herb Jones, who is one of the best rookies, and then we've got Balanchunas playing well. Brandon Ingram. There's a missing piece there, and that is Zion. And we've got a huge update. Guess what? Zion's bone is healing. Still no update on when he should be expected back. Now, I assume that Zion is not going to play, right? However, what is the future between Zion and this franchise? Does he play for the Pelicans next year? First off, if you're, if you're the Pelicans, put Zion Williamson's face on all marketing and promotion materials. Number one, he averaged almost 28 points on 60% shooting last year. See Joel Embiid. His first couple of years, he was injury prone. Played three. He played three seasons in 82, approximately 82 games. This year, he's been as healthy and has looked as good as he can, and he's mm -hmm. an MVP candidate. And also look at Luka Doncic. How when he's consistently playing in practice, the weight's gonna come down. Yeah. And you got a young star in Zion, and so therefore you pay him. That's what you do. 
You put a blank check in front of him and you let him know, we're going to keep maxing you, maxing you, maxing you, not paying you, because and not trading you. Because we had that happen with Chris Paul. We had that happen with Anthony Davis. You know this because you, we got you in return. And so, therefore, that's the course of action that the Pelicans should be taking. Absolutely. And I think that we talk about Zion, but he's not as injury prone as Joel Embiid was. Like we, we act like he wasn't available last year, but I believe he played 62 in the 60s that many games last year. And as you mentioned, he was very efficient and effective when he did so. So we just want to see a healthy Zion because they've built a great core in New Orleans to add him to. They can make some noise next year if that happens. Jalen, something is happening tonight that is going to shift everything in the Eastern Conference. The return of that man, Kevin Durant, easy money sniper, will be lacing up his sneakers and taking the court tonight for the Nets. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to discuss it right after this short now break. Now I'm going to show you how the East Coast rocks. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17 in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I call the Nets the NFTs because I understand they have value, but I just can't see it. Well, we've always been saying about the Nets if they're healthy, if they're healthy, if they're healthy. Tonight they get one step closer to being healthy, and that is because that man will rejoin the Nets. Jalen, can Kevin Durant get this team right because they have been wrong for so long. Yes, yes, yes. Really? I get confused and I start thinking of the best players in the league. There isn't a top two or three and Kevin Durant doesn't get mentioned. And as I think further, it's been like that for like 10 years now, as far as I'm concerned. So once he returns, that will stabilize a Nets team that did a great job led by Sean Marks, their GM president, of building out their roster, like mm-hmm. adding Andrew, uh, uh, Drummond as a rebounder and as a screener and as a big body. Seth Curry, who's a 50, 40, 90 guy who flirts with it consistently, but also is an improved ball handler, which is going to help Patty Mills go take more pressure off of him. You have Kyrie Irving, part-time, for role games. And so when I look at that squad, Jacoby, and when LaMarcus Aldridge was healthy earlier in the year, he was leading the league in mid-range shots. And so that is a team with Kevin Durant that not only is a playoff team, but like if they could get Ben Simmons to be a contributor, it could be one that is advanced. It could be a team that also advances in the playoffs based on the journey they're going to have to take. Absolutely. Shout out to our colleague, Kirk Goldsberry, who pointed out that Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge are all some of the top five producers from the mid-range. But look at where they are in the standings. Now, you call them a playoff team, 
but they look like a play-in team now, and they're three and a half. Wait, whoa. They are far away from contending for even getting to that six seed. Can they climb all the way up to that six seed, or are they going to be playing bound at the end of the season? Because look at what they have coming up. Well, here's the deal. You want to play one play-in basketball game, not two. First off, because you want to lessen the journey. Um, ultimately, they're going to be either a seventh or an eighth seed, and that means in the East, they're going to jockey to play one of those top squads. We don't know who that's going to be. No. That's what's going to be awesome about the Eastern Conference race as it continues to get towards the end of the season. We don't know who it is going to be that's going to face the Nets in the playoffs, but we know they're not going to be happy about it. You, you play all season long <laughs> to get to the two seed, and then you end up playing against KD, Kyrie sometimes, and potentially Ben Simmons, who likely will be available when it comes to playoff time. The Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be so much fun. It's also going to be fun to watch Kevin Durant back getting buckets in an NBA uniform. Moving on, Jalen, let's take a little of our attention to the West Coast, where the Jazz now we don't give the Jazz enough shine on this program, and certainly national media does not give the Jazz enough shine. Not true. But they have won 9 of 10, Jalen Rose. 9 of 10 now, and they are firmly in position in the playoffs in the Western Conference. Got an overtime win against the Rockets. How much of a threat is this team to really upset the apple cart in the Western Conference? Speaking of threats, I need to call Jalen in the 713 and ask him about managing that long hair, man. It was a... You know, it's something for the first time I was trying to get used to. In all honesty, you're going to judge the Jazz on the playoffs, Jacoby, because they've kept a core group together. They've maintained the same coach. They have Donovan Mitchell, who's a budding superstar. Rudy Gobert is always in conversation for defensive player of the year. Jordan Clarkson is the reigning sixth man of the year. And so now when the playoffs come, it's like, all right, you did lose to Denver. You did lose to the Clippers. And then you look back further, you're like, wait a minute. The Clippers were injured? And Utah still lost. And so now for them, it's about can they take the next step in the postseason? And as we were doing tiers, you know, I always had the Jazz up there right behind. It was the Suns. It was the Warriors. Then the next tier, I had Memphis and I had the Jazz. I still feel that way. And I still feel that way. And so we'll see what happens as the season progresses. But this is a, this is a good regular season win against a Rockets team that's going to the lottery. It really is. And we get so excited about seeing Ja perform in the playoffs and Luka perform in the playoffs. But the Jazz might just mess around and mess that up and take out one of those two teams in the first round. Moving on, Jalen Rose. The Charlotte Hornets, a team we love to celebrate here. And obviously without Gordon Hayward, they have kind of gone into the tanks. But they beat a good Mavs team yesterday and... A lot of that had to do with Miles Bridges dunking the basketball. Bridges dunking all over everybody. He gonna get a big check this offseason, and rightfully so. Amongst the league leaders, depending on what night it is in minutes played, but for our guy LaMelo Ball, foul trouble. Jeez, it, it, watching him play was like when I went to Bloomington, Indiana. It was like I got two fouls before I even got off the bus. And as soon as I got across half court, Damon Bailey jump in front of me and fall down. And, and then they call my third foul, and it's, and it's 10 minutes to go in the first half. That's kind of how I felt watching Melo last night. Very frustrating night for a guy, LaMelo, but as we mentioned, your guy, who you pointed out when he was playing for Michigan State, Miles Bridges having a breakout season, he got up and down last night to get them to win. He changed his body. He's another one of those players I talk about. 
He changed his body. And it looks like he's getting up higher, but the crazy thing, he always got up like that. It just, now he's getting up more often because he's in better shape. Absolutely. And one thing that made this game special was our guy, Isaiah Thomas, returning to the floor. He had 10 points in just 14 minutes, proving that he is a bucket. And also, here's what I love about Isaiah Thomas the most. He's that guy that gets on anybody's rec team, and he don't matter who the other four guys are, he's shooting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just think about it. Like, he doesn't he, he don't to know your in. names. Yeah, he don't come himself. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, he like the dude in the Wild Wild West. He like takes 10 steps and draw. He take like five, he winking one eye at you. He turn off, da 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude came straight in, went behind the screen, tow. 10 points in 14 minutes. I'm happy for him. Great to see him back in the league. Garland played really well, but this was all about the Hornets and Scary Terry and obviously Miles Bridges hanging all over the room. And one thing they did do is they tweeted the arrival of Isaiah Thomas, the Hornets account, and Isaiah Thomas didn't like the photo choice. Look at him, he's not the fat <laughs> face in the braids. I love, I love it so much. As someone who's not proud of all of his pictures that are out there, I can totally relate, Isaiah. They could have picked a better picture for you. Come on. Come on, Hornets. It is what it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll take the roster spot in the 10-day bread and opportunity. He just, <laughs> yep. he just, jo right. he just joking. He just we joking. look forward to him making the most of the opportunity. Jalen Rose, we're going to turn our attention, as most of the nation does after the Super Bowl, to college basketball and... There's this guy, Jabari, putting up buckets, and he is clearly my number one pick, my number one prospect. We'll celebrate his game and more right after this. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. Ooh. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Now... Jalen, there's something we need to discuss. You know what I mean? I did some soul searching. I thought about this a lot. And I want to apologize to you. You should be allowed to compare your game to Luka Doncic's. You know what I mean? I just think it's different because you played in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, when you're like a fat old dude on the couch being like, you know what? Jokic is also kind of fat and he passes a lot. So I could see myself in his game. You should be allowed to do the same. You know what I mean? You should be allowed to do the same. Well, here's the thing. Um, to your point, people who have never played on their high school team, college team, or pro team get a chance to come on this show, and we ask them who they compare their NBA game to, and they'd be like, Steph Curry. Yeah. And we'd be like, yeah. yeah. We'd be laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They compare their game. Like, I'm like Russell Westbrook. And we'd be giggling and kikiing. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of tape of you out there. That's the difference. Well, but you know what? But you know what? There is some tape of me being a productive big point guard, too. Great. A lot of it. And by no means do I think I'm as good as Luka. But, you know, Not right I, now. like I said. Like You're I prime said, versus Luka prime, though. You know? <laughs> you know? Like I said, when I'm watching the games and I'm had like two glasses of wine, I realize that my spirit animal in the NBA is Luka. That's all I'm saying. The way he get on the refs, the way he move, how when he get going, he really get going. You know, that's my spirit animal. 
You, I can't be John ja Morant. I just can't. No, no, no. I can't no. be John ja Morant. Can't be my spirit animal. LeBron's I'm, too in shape to be my spirit animal. I feel like Michael Jordan is really he really, he really mimics my <laughs> game the most of all, of all the people I've ever seen play play in the league. I just see a lot of myself in Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know what I mean? That's really that's really who that's really who I think is my player comp is. It's probably Michael Jordan with like a little mix of Wilt Chamberlain in there, a little Kareem in there, you know? Uh, LeBron because I pass. You know, the combination of those. That's pretty, that's pretty much who I see myself as. We have huge, huge, huge news out of the compound, Mr. Rose. Kenny Pickett, the number one quarterback listed as prospect, had his hands measured today. Eight and a half inches. Those would be the smallest hands of any quarterback in the NFL. Now, you remember we went through this with Kyler Murray, with his height. If you were a GM looking to draft a quarterback, would you let a, something like a hand measurement get in the way of you drafting that person? See, here's what's tricky, and I want to always make sure I educate and respect our audience. Like, under what premise is eight inches not big enough? Okay, you could understand why having bigger hands would be an advantage. You could understand how having bigger hands would be an advantage. Correct, but like, what makes eight the number is what I'm saying. Like, Russell Wilson is a shorter quarterback, mm -hmm. but he has some of the larger hands. And obviously, you know, I understand having larger hands allows you to navigate in the pocket more, especially in traffic and people swatting at the ball and tackling the football versus the ball being on the ground and playing in different conditions and stuff like that. But my point is, kind of like when Kevin Durant got drafted, there were so many people saying that he wasn't physically strong based on how much he can bench press. Well, he, he had and, trouble bench pressing 135, if I remember correctly, right? Which is two plates. And I will say that about this quarterback that I said about KD. His hand's clearly big enough to throw the football. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about how good he is at football. Like, yeah, I it's want a his factor. accuracy. I want you take accuracy. Everything, you take everything into account when you draft somebody, right? But I'm not going to move over a draft pick to a, someone who is considered a second uh, like uh, 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 not as good at playing the position of quarterback because of hand size. If you're looking for a quarterback and he's the best quarterback on the board, you take him. Simple as that. And by the way, on this topic, you know I got a lot of jokes that I'm just saving for a just for don't. stand up. No, just don't. Just don't. Okay, don't. got it. We're a very professional, classy, <laughs> family show. A lot of people listen to Jalen Jacoby in their cars <laughs> exactly. with their children. You know what I mean? A lot of people do. So All we need to I take know that is this. Account. All I know is this. Whatever you're about to say, don't say it. Whatever you're about to say, don't say it. Whatever you're about to say, don't say it. Okay. Whatever you're about to say, don't say it. I love this show Whatever so much. You're about to say, don't say it. I'm moving on. Jalen Rose, I'm sure you've what seen a clip by now. Chandler Parsons, uh, I think it was on All the Smoke. Shout out to them. And he told a story about when uh, he played against Kobe. And uh, Kobe didn't talk too much trash to him. And at the end of the game, he was like, are you going out tonight? Are you staying in town tonight? Chandler Parsons was like, yeah. And Kobe was like, I got you. Kobe got his number proceeded to text Chandler throughout the evening, told him to go to the supper club. Chandler brought him and like coaches and, and teammates 
to the supper club. They spent $22,000. The, the server came back and said, please sign for Kobe Bryant. He took care of your bill. Now, we don't have to discuss the specifics of this, right? But this seems wildly out of character for Kobe Bryant to just pay for a younger player's night out. It, he doesn't seem like that type of person. Does this, is this behavior normal, not just for Kobe, but amongst NBA players? And have you encountered anything like this? Take us behind the curtain, Mr. Roses. Only you can. Champagne and campaign champion. Russell Simmons has a brother. You know his brother's name? No. Joseph Simmons. He's one half of Run DMC. And he famously basically said so many dope lyrics, by the way. Shout to them and rest in peace, Jam Master J. One of their, one of, one of my favorite songs that just sonically sounded different and obviously rock box for all of the reasons of rock was Sucker MCs, cause it was just raw. Sucker MCs when I first, I was like, oh my, is that song finished? I was like, wait, like raw, raw. You know what I mean? And I, I, I bring that up because I want to introduce Chandler Parsons to a club. It's called the Kobe Bryant Caddy Club. That's how he treats the human beings that he dominates. <laughs> and he wants them to make sure that when they come back to town, they're as happy about being dominated as he is about doing it. <laughs> it does remind me a little bit about how you say LeBron disarms everybody. You know, like, like LeBron has just disarmed everybody in the league by being nice to him. Like Chandler, it does have Chandler, a little bit of that. Me. Chandler, trust me. Um, uh, 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 what's Tiger Woods' first caddy again? Oh, Steve Williams, I want to say. St St huh? Okay, uh. so Chandler, I'm Steve Williams. I was with Tiger when he won his most. When he had his career high, his 81 point game. I was there. <laughs> $81,000 bill after that I'm one. I'm trying to promise you something. Like, I had no problems hitting up Kobe like, hey Kobe, can you shoot some shoes to JRLA? Done. <laughs> done. Well, done. Hey, where, hey, go! when the Lakers come to town, can you meet? Done. If it worked, done. And then I realized something. He wasn't treating the other superstars like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the footstools. Those are the bugs on the windshield. He's keeping us close. Yeah. He was keeping us close. That was an investment. That's what I do when I go to restaurants. I invest in people. I realized Kobe Bryant was invested in me. So to be honest, when I heard the Chandler Parsons story, it made me feel good. It made me, re reminded me that I wasn't the only investment. You're not the only <laughs> one in the caddy club. I like the idea that like Chandler Parsons would get hurt and he would like send him a special nutritionist and like a rehab guy. Like, we, we used to want you to get back on the court as soon as possible, buddy. <laughs> we need we you back the out league. there. We, we need you the league. You know, Kobe looking at the schedule like, oh, this is a 50 night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chandler Parsons, man. 
But you know, I think Chandler Parsons just like unceremoniously, um, his career ended. And, you know, during the peak of his powers, sort of, I would call it like those Rockets years before he got injured, he was a very productive player. And, uh, and again, it's just one of those one of those careers he just couldn't stay healthy and then eventually can't continue to get paid. Big shout out to Chandler Parsons, who I met one time at Kith buying sneakers. Jalen, do you have any interest in Canelo Alvarez and Kamaru Usman in some sort of fight? Can I, I say all, something first? I'll say something first. Whenever it's an MMA guy and a boxing guy going back and forth, I'm like, well, what are we going to do? Because unless it's a home and home, then what are we really talking about? Because the MMA guy's, MMA guy's going to lose the boxing match and the boxer's going to lose the MMA fight. That's how it works. I'm always here for amazing athletes putting on a show for the fans and getting more money by taking less punishment. That's all this is, an exhibition. They figured out a way to make money. Just like NBA, figure, NBA players figured out like, I don't have to build the league. You got, I, I, mean, I can make $30 million a year. I don't got to be in dunk contest. They ain't paying me. I ain't got to grow the game. You know, it, it's the exact same. I don't have to play every night. I'm low managing. Why well, play 82 games? For what? It don't change my check. If you were a player now, would you play 82 games? Of course I would. That's, that's just my pride. I want to be out there all of the time. Okay. It's not even a question. Okay. I had a consecutive game streak multiple times. 200 games, 300 games, 400 games. Do you realize, how about this for a stat? This is actually sad. There are currently two players in the NBA that have played at least 100 consecutive games. Only two. Are they starters? Only two people. But are they starters, Mikhail, like notable people? I'm trying to guess. Let me see if I can guess. You ain't gonna guess. Mikael Bridges uh, is one of them. Oh, uh, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah. And uh, I'm going Steven Adams. I forget who the second one is, which I should know because I want to make sure I can pay homage. But that's my point. Yeah. And by the way, fans, media, y'all don't hold players accountable for not showing up. No. Because y'all feel y'all would do the same thing if y'all had the chance. That's the problem. Well, you reach out to me next time it's not Jalen and Jacoby on Jalen and Jacoby. You know what I mean? That, that's a, we, we got a streak going on here. It's been going on Correct. for quite some time. We practice quite what we time. preach. How many shows do you watch in this industry that are Monday through Friday? I'm not talking about shows that record once a week or twice a month. How many shows do you watch Monday through Friday and you cut on the TV and the two or one or three or however many people that should be on the show ain't present on the show. That never happens on Jalen and Jacoby, never. Um, Jalen, <laughs> here's something what I want to talk to you about. Okay. The Nets get Kevin Durant back. And I was excited about that. And Ben Simmons is eventually going to play, right? Yeah, we hope so. Um, I'm looking at the standings. I don't see them getting above a seven seed. They're going to be in the playing game. They're going to be They're in the playing game. Play game. Now, How about this? The Lakers and the Nets both in the playing game, and the Nets and the Lakers have a chance to play Warriors or Suns in the first round, and Nets have a chance to play Sixers in the first round. Well, that's another thing I want to talk to you about. Because I'm not, this is like another, another like pride thing. Like, I love the game. I won't disrespect the game. I will disrespect the game. If I'm in the two spot 
and I'm the Bulls. And it's the last game of the season. And I'm tied with the Sixers. I don't want to win. I'll take the three seed easily just to try to avoid the Nets. Would you do the same? Yep. It don't okay, happen. Thank you. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Yeah, like I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing that. I'm yep, like whatever. I'll put pride aside, all that. I'm definitely doing that. If I'm gonna split kings, you know I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on now. <laughs> you know I'm definitely doing that. I'm trying to hedge my bet as much as possible. Well, remember what? that Chargers Raiders game where they could have just like kneeled the entire time and both got yeah. into the playoffs? Well, you just can't do that. That's just I, 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 but like it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's too long. It's, it's, the too same. Many, it's too long. They're just too many knees. Yeah, it's too long. Like, yeah, not the broadcast part. Like, yeah. imagine, imagine yeah, if you're long. like whoever had that game, CBS, Fox, and you paid billions of dollars for the NFL package, and you thought we we're gonna have a game with playoff implications in prime time. Everybody getting fired. Everybody, Everybody getting fired. Everybody getting fired. Everybody getting fired. Coaches, the GM, guy that make, the, the owner guy. firing everybody. Every, everybody. Own, own, the owner about to have 31 other owners so mad at them. Everybody getting fired. Imagine you paid $2,000 for the tickets and you brought your kid. Cable subscriptions. There. You tailgated. You parked. You had some beers. And you're there. Woo. One of my favorite things about the podcast exclusively, we get to talk about whatever we want. And we get to hear from you, our listeners, our voicemails are easy to leave. Just call 985-80-JALEN, leave us a voicemail, and you can do it whenever you would like, about whatever you would like. 985-80-JALEN, leave us a voicemail, we'll put it on the show, just like this. Hey, what's up, Jalen? What's up, Jacoby? Shout out Rex the Ledge. Shout out the whole crew, man. Shout out the Podfather for making the show what it is. Um, I want to start by saying, my name's Krunal, I'm calling from Orange County, California, and... I've never been uh, a diehard or like much of a football guy, I'm more of a basketball guy, but uh, you know, during my time, I'm 34, I've been watching pretty much Tom Brady, rooting for him, but kind of at a die-easy level like, you know, Jacoby is. Um, so my question is, since he retired and I don't really have a team, my, my wife and her entire family's from Buffalo and there are hardcore Bills Mafia. Is it a soft move or a boss move to jump on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon? Now, one, she is already giving me smack for wanting to join their squad and whatnot. So I don't know if I want to. And two, is it really a bandwagon if they haven't won anything yet? Please keep giving the people what they want. Let me know what I should do. Keep cutting the checks. And uh, shout out to the Chris Zelda, man. They got bars. All right, take care, yo. Well, something tells me that you know where I stand on this, Mr. Rose. I mean, Kernal, here's what I have to say. It is a bandwagon, okay? Yeah, they haven't won the Super Bowl, but, like, they're one of the top four favorites to win the Super Bowl for the last, last season for sure, next season for sure. So it is a bit of a bandwagon to jump on. But don't let that stop you. The, the, the water's warm over here. We got beverages and cup holders on this bandwagon. We got some plush leather seats. Uh, we got shocks. This is a comfy ride on this bandwagon. We got room for everybody. And you know, I support all die easy, uh, non-loyal fans that want to jump to whatever, support whatever team they want. I might not even be a Bills fan next year. Who knows? But Jalen, how do you feel about this sort of uh, movement in fandom from team to team? 
from someone. Thank, thank you for the call. We appreciate the support. I have a few things about this. Number one, let's drill down on the term bandwagon. That means they're moving in the direction of success and you can see it happening and you jump on. You clearly see that with the Buffalo Bills led by Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and what they've accomplished this year. So based on that, it's considered jumping a bandwagon. Now, if you decide you wanna be a Lions fan, that's not jumping a bandwagon. Just to sort that definition, that's one. The other thing is I was gonna tell you, happy wife, happy life, and root for the team that your wifey roots for, so win-win. But then you told me that she trolls you for rooting for her team by her being the one claiming that you're jumping on the bandwagon. So if she's the one teasing you about jumping on the bandwagon, you can't win because once they go on and win the AFC next year, she gonna be looking at you like Bob Myers is looking at KD at the parade. That's how she gonna be looking at you. Like we was doing this before you got here. Now you up here kiki and showing all your teeth. Like you joined a 73 win team. That's how she gonna look at you. So what I tell you now to do is find you a team that you root for, that you like for the reasons you want to root for and adopt that squad. You may like the team, you may like the mascot, you may like the city, you may like the players that are currently on the squad. Adopt your own squad would be my advice. Thank you for the call, Cornell. Everybody can call 985-80-Jalen, leave us a voicemail. And our voicemails are fueled by Gatorade. Greatness starts with a G. Jalen, very quickly, Renaissance man this week, we have Javon Walker, Ashtray from Euphoria. Absolutely. Legendary and character. No spoilers, no spoilers. And by the way, Javon is, is extremely mature, Jacoby. How about he was in the gym at four? And... He's about to do a movie with Sylvester Stallone, still goes to school, and still is training for his next fight. He got a fight coming up soon. And anybody that watches Euphoria, he's, I'll say, a bully on that show, to say the least. Tommy from Power looks at Ashtray and like, all right, I can get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand now. You know what I mean? So I appreciated him joining me. Make sure y'all check out that episode. Make sure y'all check out Jalen and Jacoby every day, Monday through Friday. And I just looked down at my phone. We might have a special guest tomorrow, but we definitely, definitely, definitely have at least one on Monday. Make sure you stay tuned in to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, Jalen and Jacoby. And like the Blastmaster Karis one once famously said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Welcome back to J&J. Jalen Rose, last night's 27-point performance sealed it for me. Jabari Smith is the number one prospect in the country. He should be the number one pick. Stop me if you heard me say this before. Sorry for Jabari. How about that? Lottery teams this year trying to figure between he and Chet Holmgren. Of Gonzaga have two great prospects. Jabari, 40% three-point shooter. Bruce Pearl's been on the show. Talk to us about how much he loves him. I do too. Like we love you guys. See y'all tomorrow, 4 p.m.